0: hello and welcome to another episode of cam cj just to let you know the episode you're going to be listening to was recorded december of 2021 so that's four months ago so when i talk about starting therapy and i talk about christmas and all those things that um just so that you have context of the period and the time that this was recorded. Okay, I hope that even though it's four months later, I hope you enjoy the episode. Thank you, everyone, for listening and coming back after my long break. It's, it really is nice to know that some of you haven't um, deleted the podcast of your phone, so you're still getting notifications, you're still listening, and still reaching out to me. I, I am so grateful. Thank you. So on today's episode, it's, it wasn't really planned out. I, I was just thinking about my therapy session last week, and I thought, okay, maybe I should just share what I took away from that. So I started therapy two weeks ago, I wasn't sure what it would be like. I wasn't sure if I would be able to open up to a complete stranger and just talk about things honestly. Like not just sharing because they've asked me a question, but actually opening up myself, being vulnerable and uh, sharing with somebody who I don't know. I wasn't sure what that was going to be like, but thankfully... My therapist is amazing. She she's very easy to talk to. It doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel like she's uh, only listening because she's being paid to listen. No, she she's very I love the way she she's able to empathize and help me see things clearly and she just seems to know what I'm trying to say. And so I don't end up trying hard to explain myself and she's just great. She's great. And I'm glad that I gave it a chance. My GP recommended this and I thought, oh, I don't need it. Why do I need to talk to somebody? But I just thought I'll take him up on it because I have thought about it. My very good friend has, in fact, two of my friends have been trying to get me to therapy and i've just in fact i think i actually have one friend who has sent me the she sent me she even found a therapist and sent me the information and she's like look this person is great you should reach out to them and i didn't i yeah i just i didn't i never got around to it but because of you know my whole experience with uh, COVID and how with the COVID vaccine and where it took me and how all of that happened I was I just felt like if this was as good a time as any to embark on this journey so yeah I'm glad I did and yeah so during our last session I was telling her how I don't know why but I've been crying a lot like the little things like I was uh, my friend invited me to uh, dinner. And in that moment, I was just thinking how blessed I am to be in, how blessed I am to be in a place where even though I don't, my my family isn't here, I'm blessed to have good friends who will think about me think about my children and invite us into their homes, into their lives. And you know just love us like family and so i turned to her and i just told her how you know how thankful i am that she's in my life and and i started crying <laughs> and i started crying and like i feel like i talked to her mom and her dad and i was just crying you know so i just so i was talking to my therapist about that and saying how i have been crying I have been crying a lot. And I gave her, I told her the story of, we're just putting up a simple task of putting up a Christmas tree, had me overcome with emotion. Like, I can't even explain. I just felt, I just started crying. Because it was like, one minute we're doing all these things, and then the next minute, I'm just thinking that someday, it's, we're not going to be here doing this with them and lifting them up to put this ornament here and they're asking us so where does this go where does this go and it's not going to be like that because they're gonna have their own families their own kids their own wives and they will be doing this and going through the ornaments and hopefully they'll remember all the reasons you know they remember the stories around each ornament as they tell their children that and so i started trying to buy at least one meaningful ornament well when i say meaningful it's i don't mean like just something that has some kind of story around it something that our kids will look back on and and think like oh yeah i remember when we got that or i remember what was happening uh at that time so this year we got one for our new home and we got um we got one golden girls one because my partner and I we watch like we just have it on the tv and watch it on and off um golden girls and so even the kids got to know the soundtrack so we the theme song so we So, yeah, so we got a golden girl's ornament that says, thank you for being a friend. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that was for this year. So I just had this image in my mind, and it just got my heart. It made me start crying. And then my first son started crying along with me, and, yeah, so we were both uh, blubbering messes. So the therapist, I told her that story, and then she mentioned to me, that she, from what she can see, I, I seem to value memory. And it seems like I, I just want to protect it, preserve it, and um, almost influence it. I never really thought of it that way until she said it, but I think she's right. Because even when I'm talking to people who are in dysfunctional relationships, who have kids or abusive relationships, when they have kids... My, like, what comes to mind when I'm talking to them what I'm thinking about is oh my goodness can you stop thinking about yourself for one second and think about the children and how the choices that you're making are impacting them that decision you're making is going to be with your children and it's going to impact them in ways that like that are, going to, that are going to outlive you. And so I guess it makes sense that memory is that important to me. And I started to think, so when, when she and I started to, were talking, I, after we spoke, as I gave this some extra thought, I was thinking about how there, I have a lot of memories from my childhood that I wish I could erase. I wish they didn't live in my mind because then they wouldn't live in my dreams. They wouldn't slip into my dreams. I'm 37 and when I close my eyes, it feels like I'm transported back to our house in Ikeja and I can smell, I can almost smell my mom's perfume. Poison. I think, yeah, it was poison. And my dad's Old Spice... After shave, like it's it feels so real, like I like can so tangible, and then right beside that, there is that um, that feeling of terror, the yelling, the screaming, just lying in bed and wishing for death, not my own, like I, not my own death, but just just wishing that something would happen and it would all stop. That feeling doesn't, it doesn't go away. Yes, um, memories are very important to me. And they're important to me because I don't want my kids to be 37 and go to bed at night and think about things that will make them cry. And not cry happy tears or like tears of just um no, not those kind of tears. Tears of of pain, you know, pain that doesn't go away. And and the funny thing about the pain that comes with memories is that they're not. You can go about your day perfectly fine. They're not um, weighing you down twenty four seven it's like you're just having a normal day, everything is going well, and you have that brief moment when nothing else is happening, and it's all quiet, and then it just sneaks up on you and overcomes you and you know and then you're just in that place again where you're like you're exploring these things that you really don't want to explore, and you're and then your heart just starts to feel a bit tight and and then you start crying. And if anyone walked in on you at that time and said, like, is everything okay? Why are you crying? Like, what are you going to say? Everything is okay. Because, yeah, in the present, everything is okay. But I just have unwanted visitors that are just they taking up real estate and are not going anywhere. So, yeah. So yes, memories are important to me because I want my kids to I want the memories that they have of their childhood to bring warm fuzzy feelings to them. I want them to remember their childhood with fondness. I want I want them I want to be an example because I know that the memories of today. Like the, the memories of today will lodge itself in their minds regardless of what I say like whether we like it or not that's going to happen and so so yes I want to I want to try to make life to give them a good life and when I say good life I don't even mean material things because how many people Do you meet at thirty-seven? Who are gonna tell you, "Oh yeah, my parents bought me this amazing toy, and it's lived with me forever." It's like those things don't matter. Like they're great for the present, and like you know, the kids are excited. They play with it, and you know all that is done. They but the way that they feel the whether they feel safe or whether they felt scared or. Whether they were worried about their parents or they hated to hear their parents fight. And those kind of things are the things that will stay with them forever. And so for me, those are the things that are important. So, and sometimes it's nice to talk about these memories and and to share and to open up about it. But many times I really don't want to. Because... It's almost like if you if you catch me on the day when I'm feeling, when the, the memories that come up are the ones that leave me feeling blue, then it's like, oh, my goodness, you know, I'm really sorry. And then people think, oh, you must have had an awful childhood. But that's not it. Like, I had a great childhood. There's so many things. There's so many good memories. Like, the other day, I was telling uh, my husband about but what I think about long holidays, I know for here, here it's summer. I don't remember. Yeah, but we, we didn't really, we didn't have summer in Nigeria. So it was just long holidays and so for The long holiday, when we got back home from boarding school, my dad would give us money and we would go to the, to the bookstore and buy books. So we'd come back with bag, with a bag of books that we were going to read during the holidays now because we all read, read really fast we would be done in a week <laughs> and then now it's like oh uh, okay what are we gonna read now but i love that my parents gave me that gift and i'm so thankful for it because reading opened my eyes to to a lot of things and took me to places where my legs would never go and and so i thought i think about that and i want to give that to my kids and then growing up in a house with uh, my sisters and my brother it was great we could come from a big family we're five kids so there's never a dull moment like i'd never felt like i never felt um you know like bored or uh, like i felt like there was always somebody around i don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing but i I think it taught me. I could, I can almost, I can live with almost anybody now, and I learned a lot about charity from my parents. And you know, we, there was always room for somebody in our home. Anybody could was welcome, and there was always a meal. There was a the place for you to sleep, and and I I learned that from my parents. I don't, I don't see my home as like my home is open to everyone. Like this, It gives me great joy and pleasure to have people here and to feed them and have fun and laughter. And like that gives me a lot of joy. And that is something that I took from my parents. I took that from my family growing up. So there are a lot of good things. There are a lot of good memories alongside the dark ones. And so it's like, hmm, I don't mind talking about them every now and then, but It's not a topic I really want to get into. Many of us underestimate the impact our family dynamics have on us. We underestimate what great impact our little everyday actions or inactions will have on our kids. I didn't grow up being told I love you and receiving random hugs and kisses and I didn't have that but I've always loved being hugged and hugging. I hug my kids all the time and I kiss them and I remind them that I love them over and over again. I hug my friends you know and like I kiss my friends. I, I'm very expressive in that way and I'm not afraid to say I love you. I I just say it when I feel it. And it's such a nice feeling to be able to express myself in that way. There's nothing, there's no such thing as too much love. Because when your love bucket is full, it'll just overflow into the world around. And so, you know, the way they say, um, hurt people, hurt people. Well, loved people love people because when, you know, like when, when you've, when you've experienced love, you're just, you just want it to, you just want to spread it. You just want it to go all around. And so I'm not going to, I know that I'm not going to live forever and my children will only have memories someday. And so, yes, you know, it's important to me. I want those memories to bring them joy. To take them back in time to a beautiful place of love, of joy, of laughter, and just love, love, love. I want them to remember me as their mom who loved Jesus and prayed when she was happy or sad. She took them to church every Sunday and read um, a certain book of Bible stories called I Am. And they did... You know, and who logged on to the to the kids bible buddies for them on Wednesdays and they would participate in that i want them to remember my smell my laughter what our kitchen smells like on certain times and you know those those little things i want them to remember their dad and i and how we just loved each other and I want them to remember how we stuck together, you know, we stayed together and because family was important to us and our marriage was important to us, but our love was important to us and we protected it and we nurtured it and we helped it grow. So I want them to see that. I want them to remember that. I want them to remember me crying and to, so that they know that it's okay. That like you don't being a parent doesn't mean that you're perfect and you've got all your shit together. No, you can be a parent and still cry. you can you know crying is not a sign of weakness. it's just another way of expressing expressing the things that you feel the same way we laugh It's you know crying is just right next to that. I want them to listen to audio clips of conversations between their dad and I and to just. Remember, you know, think of how oh my goodness, my parents were crazy. Or just you know, just to get um to get some kind of idea of who we who we were, who we you know. Because think about it, right now our children only think of us they know us as parents. They don't know us for the individuals that we are right now. And then by the time they get to the age where they can begin to understand, we are no longer at this point. We've grown older as they've grown older. And then obviously, as you grow older, you're different. You you change. You know, you're not the kind of things you're interested in now are not going to be the things you're interested in then. And so it's almost like your kids have missed seeing this part of you at this time. And so that's why I, that's part of the reason why I keep going on this podcast, because I think that maybe someday my kids are going to listen to this and they're going to think of what their mom, they're going to be able to think of me, to see a different side of me other than mom, to see me as, you know, just to see me as a person. I hope for my kids, I hope that they get to find amazing women who will love them and be loved by them because i have no doubt that they will be amazing men because they have a, such a great role model don't get me wrong i'm not um i'm not saying that life is that they i'm not saying that their lives will not have bumps or they're not going to have any issues But I strongly believe it with all my heart that when you're in a place of love, when you're surrounded by love, when you're loved, when you know that you're loved, there's no bump that you can't overcome. And even those bumps on the road, they hit a little less hard. As a little, yeah, what am I saying? (laughs) Yeah, the bumps on the road feel a little less hard. When you're surrounded by love, because that love is like a cushion, you know, it's, it protects you, it carries you through. And so, yeah, so I do believe that they can experience bumps on the road and still have sweet, sweet, sweet memories of their their, their time as children. They can still build sweet memories. They, They can still build a sweet life. They can, I just really do, when I think about memory and I think about my kids, I just really want them to have the best memories of today. Anyway, therapy is great. And it's got me thinking a lot about things, as if I didn't think about things enough already. But yeah, it's got me thinking a lot. I'm glad I'm doing it, and I will be sharing with you little things that come up in my session. So this last one was about memories. I want to hear how what you think about that. I want to, I want to hear what you're doing. You know, but just whatever your thoughts. This week was about memories. I I'll share. If something interesting, something else interesting comes up during our sessions, I will gladly share them with you as well. So let me know what you thought about this episode. Let me know what you think about, let me know whether you've given it any thoughts, your kids' memories, and what your memories of your childhood are like, and how they impact you, and whether you get all the warm, fuzzy feelings, and uh, nothing else, or whether yours are dark and you know, just share. I'm very interested to hear. I'm very excited to hear from you guys about this topic. So send me an email. It's camcj at gmail.com. And don't forget to like, subscribe and uh, leave a review if you can. Okay. And share this with, uh, with your friends if you enjoyed it. Until next time. Thank you. Bye. <music>